0: Could we see this Auburn coaching staff handle the quarterback situation differently this weekend? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes,
0: welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy War Report Wednesday to all who celebrate. Of course, we all celebrate here on Locked On Auburn with Mike G of the War Report. Mike G, we were talking before we clicked record, and and I think we're going to see a different type of approach with the quarterback situation this weekend against the Missouri Tigers. Yeah, so –
1: Robbie Ashford will be the number one quarterback on Saturday. That's going to yep. be his show to run. Uh, I think that's going to facilitate a different type of offense uh, than what we've seen. Right. Um, but it's going to be very different, right? You know, I feel like a lot of the mistakes he's made, Zach, have been about pressing while he's in the game, knowing that he's going to get pulled now that he's going to be the guy. Uh, and doesn't have to look over his shoulder. It'll be interesting to see how he handles that and if he can eliminate the turnovers. That's probably been the biggest downside to having him on the field have been the untimely, kind of unforced errors that are really just about seeing the field. So mm-hmm. in the film reviews, he's seeing that stuff. Uh, they've got a really bad Missouri team that they're going up against uh, yeah. that should be provide a good foundation for him to get a feel for the game. As the guy, the entire game, uh, and, you know, they've just got to manage him. He looks – he's looked ex- – even though a little day he's played, he's looked exhausted by the end of the game. Um, and They've got to manage him a little better. I, th- I think that's going to happen on Saturday.
0: But you, you got to think if he's in there for a full game, it'll be more that he's playing quarterback, not like some wildcat role. So Correct. you got to think they'll run him less over the course of 60 minutes, I yeah. hope. I hope yeah. for his sake. I mean, just nobody could take that. He's not big enough to be able to handle that. He's not. He's not Cam Newton, right? You can't run him twenty times a game. So
1: yeah, but he's got Nick Marshall type athleticism, though. If not fast, sure. Yeah, right? I, I'm so, just talking
0: about following the, the the durability aspect of it. Like you you don't want to run Robbie Ash for twenty times a game.
1: No, no, no. You don't. You definitely don't. You don't want your quarterback taking that many hits during the game. No way. Not anyway, a chance. Yeah, not a chance
0: so. of it. But yeah, so I, I think that'll be good. I think that'll be good. There was something about the quarterback battle that I thought was interesting. And I shouldn't say battle. I shouldn't okay. say quarterbacks at Auburn. Okay. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to put it up and for audio, I'll read it to you, but CFB film room, a must follow uh, on Twitter, put out a graphic and uh, it said Auburn's quarterbacks were pressured on 61.8% of their dropbacks versus Penn state, the fourth highest pressure rate allowed by an SEC team over the last five seasons. And T.J. Finley retweeted
1: that. Yeah, I saw. I saw this. I saw this.
0: Also, what, are your th- th- what are your thoughts on him doing that?
1: Uh, yeah, I, don't, it's, I don't think that's a good thing to do. Um, essentially throwing the line and kind of under the bus there with that retweet. But uh, listen, a lot of that, when we watched the film, came in the second half of the game. Penn State figured out, blitzed the crap out of these quarterbacks go after them, you know, force them into errors. Uh, we'll, they were willing to give up a big play here or there, which they yeah. did. Certainly they gave up a big uh, uh, pass to Tank where he ran it to the 50-yard line at the end of the half, and they just they went after him. And the bet was these quarterbacks will not consistently – recognize the blitz or find the open guy and eventually we'll make a mistake. It was a good gamble by them. I'm not sure. Like, again, if, if the quarterbacks improves that, that won't be a good gamble moving forward. So that's something that they're going to look at in a film this week. I expect Missouri to try that. What do you have to lose, man? I, I expect them to sell out and make the quarterback prove that he can beat you. Uh, I think every yeah, team in, is going to um, take that.
0: here in John Miller uh, on his show, locked on Mizzou just kind of getting a peek behind the curtain. He he thinks Missouri should send five every play. Every and it's play. like, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? I'm mm-hmm. um, Totally in agreement there. Yeah, totally the, in agreement. The
1: game plan, to me, what I saw on Saturday was I saw a game plan that lacked, offensively lacked a little flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, there were things that they could have done. And at the halftime, Penn State made adjustments, man, Auburn. If they did, it didn't look like it, and whatever they did, it it, it didn't work. So ultimately, you've got to have a plan A and a plan B. There are punches and there are counter punches, and part of the plan has to be for the other team to counter punch what you're doing. Once they do, you got to have
0: Mike. That's part of my concern about Robbie. It really doesn't have as much to do with Robbie. Do I think Robbie's as good of a passer? No, but he's a dynamic athlete. There's no taking that away from him. But if Missouri stacks the line and stops the zone read or, and st- limits Robbie from a, a rushing standpoint. Is this coaching staff going to be able to adapt and put Robbie in a situation to succeed outside of that? That's my biggest concern.
1: Yeah. Now, listen, my guy on our post game show, uh, immediately after I yeah. told the other guys, I, I had concerns about the game plan. More than the players. Sure, you know, me too. They were like, "Oh, it was a game plan." And now, after the film review, everybody comes over to the Mike G side and says, "Okay, yeah, maybe the game plan wasn't good." <laughs> All right. So, I think that whether this coaching staff can be f- flexible mm-hmm. in what they're looking at, and that's what I'm looking for on Saturday. Um, if there was any blessing in disguise for this blowout, Zach, hear me out. This is probably one of the boogiest things i can say is that right? but Yeah, I'm gonna, boog, I'm gonna book right now please do and, and that,
0: is preferred here
1: <laughs> and that uh the discord is gonna fry me for this but i would say that if there were any small blessing in getting blown out it was that you cannot spin it as if we had just executed it would have been better Right. This is cause for blowing everything up. Saturday was cause for blowing a lot of stuff up and right. rethinking your approach to this season. And if there were anything that we going to cause the staff to do that, I think that was
0: it. So uh, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm there with you. And, and yeah. this was the game for it to happen. Right. right. Like we, we all said going into this, that of the first five games, if all were to go four and one, which one do you want to lose? Everybody said Penn State. Penn State. That's Everybody. It. Yeah, Because, you know, you you need to win conference games. So we'll see. I mean, the fact that this happened early and the fact that now you, I don't know, there's just so much, Mike G, like you mentioned, there's just so much you have to fix that I think it's a bit concerning. It's actually extremely concerning. But if you needed a a wake-up call... As this if San Jose State wasn't the wake up call, but if for some reason it wasn't because you won. Because Maybe won. it doesn't right. have the yeah. Maybe it doesn't have the same emotional response because you actually lost. I don't know. Try to give the benefit of the out here, but I think uh, that that's the one you wanted it for. So if if you needed to kind of do something where you needed cause, I don't know if you needed to lose this once again for you to do this, but to change out your quarterbacks and change out personnel and, and you know kind of change up your depth chart if you need to um i you know i I guess it's good it happened after week three opposed to later in the season
1: Yeah agreed 100 percent. I have always said consistently that this was never the one the must win game. It doesn't matter if you win by if you lose by 30 or if you lose by three right it's still just one loss on the schedule now where it does matter how much you do ma- you you lose by it does matter is is that in terms of perception of direction of the program and where we're at mm-hmm. yeah sure but again if it's going to make you reassess your approach and what you're doing right now you realize that your approach may not be what it needs to be now one of the things that i've been told in the interviews that we've done since the game is is that um at center Uh, The center that we have in here, Tate Johnson, we may be feeling the loss of Nick Brahms on the offensive line in terms of calling out protections and getting guys in place. Reviewed the film. Uh, It looked a lot like what we saw in 2020 with Nick Brahms where there were whole plays where he would just touch nobody.
0: Yeah, but some of that, though, like, and you tell me if you saw this when you rewatched it. I didn't see it. But usually when you talk about, like, the center not calling protections right, there are dudes coming in unblocked. And, like, it happened, but it didn't happen at a higher clip than I think it normally does for a college football team. Like, uh, that didn't seem to be the issue for me. Tate Johnson just being pushed around seemed to be the issue for me.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that it did matter because of when it happened, right? They were on critical plays where they needed – they were in the red zone, and we yeah. gave up pressure at critical times. So, making the correct – and, again, they just sent a guy. There was one play uh, to escaping me which play it was right now. But we were in the red zone, and essentially they were getting after – Robbie and uh, Tate he was supposed to pick up the guy and there were there was adequate help to his left to, 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 for everybody to take a block and to block that play, but a free rusher got through and got to the quarterback without him touching anybody. And that just that's what they've got. When they look at the film, that's the thing that they have to eliminate. That's the thing they have to do better because, you know, Robbie Ashford helps you with that some when the play breaks down, but that's not something you can ask him to do once every three downs if you want to be successful.
0: Yeah, and and there's something I want to get back into the whole, you know, I I think Robbie will be able to do more because of the consistency. We'll touch on that Mm -hmm. in just a moment, Mike G, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place for you to go. And, and I mean, the workforce out there, if you're trying to hire somebody, odds are they already have a job, right? That's what everybody says. So LinkedIn Jobs makes that easier than ever. All you have to do is go to linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. You can add your job, then add the purple hashtag uh, hiring frame, not firing, hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are in fact hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also, want to tell you guys about our friends at Frisky Whiskey. I know a lot of folks listen in Atlanta, in the surrounding Atlanta area. If you are coming into campus this weekend, be sure to stop and check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey. 10,000 square feet of happiness, 10,000 square feet of selection, 10,000 square feet of incredible prices on your favorite beer, wine, whiskeys, vodkas, whatever you want, Frisky Whiskey has it going on? So you'll see as soon as you kind of get close to the Alabama Georgia border, you'll see billboards all over the place pointing you in the right direction to see our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Thank you, Frisky Whiskey, for partnering with Locked On Auburn. Mike G, uh, another element of this that I think is funny, and going back to you know what T J Finley retweeted, his most recent like on Twitter. At the time of us recording, have you seen this yet?
1: I don't think that I have. Okay. I am um,
0: it's the popular Auburn Twitter account, uh, AU Nerd, fantastic follow. <laughs> He's quote tweeting himself, an absolute dime by TJ, the, the throw to Landon King. Right. And AU Nerd says, after this epic play, Auburn immediately subs Robbie in for absolutely no success, then puts TJ back on the field in third and long like, quote, LOL, save us. And he does with a scramble only to then be pulled again for Robbie. So TJ liked that. And to me, like I don't think he should publicly like that. I understand where he's coming from, but I was really (laughs) surprised. I don't know if he doesn't realize people can't see his likes, but I was really surprised when I saw that.
1: Yeah, I think that maybe the public Likes of things is symbolic of the frustration that, That's, yeah, these guys feel about how the the season. You know, he's made some other posts about, you know, again, people just kind of talking recklessly on on social media. I'm I'm not a big fan of the players even really looking at stuff on social media right now, because uh, Twitter is just full of a bunch of nonsense, Zach. Uh, but ultimately still a great uh, place. Still I think a great place. the <laughs> The overall point about the quarterback carousel not being good for either quarterback, I think is valid and it's completely valid. And,
0: and, and to me, this kind of proves it. Right. And I remember just kind of watching that unfold during the game. It's like, I'm cool with the rotation. I guess, I guess I, the, the, the theory of it I'm cool with, but, if somebody's going to complete a a long pass or make a big play, like why would you take them out? And it happened twice on that same drive. And that's, that's what TJ is liking on a AU nerds tweet there. And the the messaging from the quarterbacks has been big brother, little brother type thing. And then you see that it's like, is that true? Is that true? Or do they both feel like they deserve the job, which they both might.
1: Yeah. Everybody wants to be the guy. Let's be clear. Yeah. You know, I don't care what these guys say publicly. Everybody wants to be the guy. And, you know, just the same way T.J. is frustrated when he gets pulled after he does something good. Robbie probably feels the same frustration. This Saturday, we're going to get to see one of them operate without that frustration. Um, And we'll see how that goes. So this will really tell the tale of where Auburn goes as quarterback. Now, there was an idea before the season started that Auburn's season would go as the quarterback position. Yeah. Right now, that's probably
0: still true, right? It,
1: yeah, it is. Now a lot yeah. of people are gonna yell about O line, but I'll tell you, if you look around college football, there are a lot of O line deficiencies all over this conference, right? Um,
0: y- yes, yes, but I, I still think, I still think the places that have bad O line play Alabama comes to mind. Like Alabama's offensive line is better than Auburn's, but like I don't think it's by a crazy amount. But the quarterback play... is so and, much better, yeah. And the way they scheme things, like the pass rush has has to respect other things. Like, if they rush real quickly, is Jameer Gibbs going to be behind him with a screen or a quick pass? And it's like, we, we haven't really set that up a whole lot. That's so, why
1: I keep going back to game plan, Zach.
0: It just doesn't seem to make sense to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is why I keep going back to game plan and saying that, hey, the players are taking the brunt of the criticism for an ineffective plan. And this is why... Penn State might have been good because now you can't put, you can't put dressing on that. You can't put lipstick on that pig and say, hey, this I hate is that expression. Cinderella. So much. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just <laughs> I was struggling there. So bear with no, me. I knew where you're going. It's right. But, it's,
0: it's right, though. Yeah, you're totally yeah
1: right. you can't dress that up as something positive. No, no. You know, a part of me. I know this is a family show. You got your ass whooped. You got it whooped bad. And uh, you just have to re-examine the positions that you're putting the players in and what you're asking them to do based on what they're capable of. You can't keep complaining about, oh, scheme around what they're not good at. Do it. Find a way to win. The idea that we cannot be successful unless our O-line is like A-plus grade I think is only true
0: if – uh, You've I mean, got a
1: quarterback who's 100 percent dependent on on that. But I still think there are ways to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand quickly um, to give them easy throws and to scheme around the things that you're not good at.
0: Well, we heard what did we hear from this coaching staff, specifically Coach Harson, all fall and really dating back to the, to, to the spring about TJ was how he's got it between the years. He understands football coaches approach, yada, yada, yada. And it's like cool. And then another thing that we heard when they were praising him was how quickly he's getting rid of the football. The defense talked about that too. How frustrating it was because they can't get to him because he's getting rid of the football so much. Where is that? Where are those plays? You know right. what I mean? Like, uh, uh, that's how you fix. You know, I grew up a Patriots fan. I love watching Tom Brady when he was there, and there were several years where he made his offensive line look really good because he threw the ball in one point two seconds. Like, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And so. Uh, we're not really scheming a whole lot of that Mike G a lot of these quick passes. And it's just like, I I don't understand. I I, I don't understand the approach of it. So I'm with you on scheme and game plan. I'm totally with you.
1: I have a little bit of a hot take Zach and and I've not been very hot takey on this show, but I will say this. I I, I have a, a little information to suggest that, um, they not they may not be running the entirety of the install during the week for whatever reason, it's not getting called during the game. So, what I'll be looking for now, this was a complaint that we heard from Schwartz back in the day. I remember you interviewed Anthony Schwartz and he talked about man, all the routes we practice, like we don't run them during games. And I'm thinking to myself, hearing this again,
0: yeah,
1: you know, from another player essentially saying, Hey, there's more in this than what you're seeing on Saturday is this the week that you finally open that up and we start to see that? Because what you're talking about, the mm-hmm. reason you heard it is because they are practicing it. But for whatever reason, it's not coming to fruition on Saturdays. So is this the week that that comes to fruition? We'll wait and see. But um, I, I don't know if that's a hot take, but, like, it was it, was, it was no, eye-opening it's good, to me. It's
0: good info. It's good info. Yeah, and and when you told me that um, before before we started recording, I, 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 I thought immediately of the Anthony Schwartz comment about right. – I asked him about Gus's offense or something like that. And now my question is how, I wonder how common that is. Like how common is it when you prep, let's say you prep a hundred plays for your game plan. How many of them, like, are you actually running? For real? Okay. So across college football, I'd like to know. I genuinely don't know the answer. Now the defense, what the, the looks that you see on defense
1: probably dictate what set of that game plan that you run but this is where this is why i always come back to game plan right is is that there's got to be some you know a lot of college teams script the first drive and then after that script is up you've got to have a plan because you have to you have to anticipate adjustments by their defense to what you're doing this is what i felt like was really bad about Auburn's offense, it just felt like we're going to do this and it's either going to work or it isn't. Mm-hmm. So in 2017, when we had to play Georgia again, I had my, my confidence was low we were going to win that game because in my mind, I'm thinking, are we going to go into that game doing the exact same things we did when we beat them the first time, right. thinking that it's going to work because there's a great coach on the other side that just watched that tape and beating the same team twice in one season is hard for this reason. Because once you give them a whole game full of tape on what was effective, you either have to come up with a whole new game plan or you have to you have to out athlete them, just dominate the other team to do the same thing again and it to work if it's yeah. a if it's a well-coached and a fundamentally sound team. So my question is just that, Zach. It is, you know, can these coaches make the adjustments that they need to make so that we're not sitting here talking about you know, make the players, the players should look better because of the game plan. The game plan should cover their weaknesses and, and emphasize their strengths. And it should work. There are athletes on this team. I, the, the idea that we're talentless is not something I'll ever subscribe to. Right. I think there's plenty of talent. We just, they just need to be put in a good position to make plays.
0: I'm there with you. I'm there with you. All right. What do we expect to happen on Saturday? We'll touch on that in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. At the time of this recording, Auburn is a seven point favorite, according to Bet Online, over the Missouri Tigers. If you think Auburn will cover that or vice versa, you need to head over to Bet Online and put your money where your mouth is. Uh, I go back and forth on this one, if I'm being 100% honest with you. But look, They've got lines for virtually every college football game, every NFL game, MLB every single night. I think the NBA is starting to ramp up again. So be sure to check all of this out at Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. Mike G, as oh,
1: far as. Hold on, wait, wait, Zach. Before you go on, uh, for all the locked on listeners, do not bet on Auburn to cover. Bet online. Don't, don't choose Auburn to cover in this one. Uh, this is not the game I would do it. They've ruined three parlays for me so far this year. Oh, yeah. I, would, yeah I, would, I just, at this point, I don't know why anybody would definitely go to bet online and support the people who support Zach, but but don't bet something. Choose another game.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I'm betting on any Auburn game. Yeah. Right yeah, now. yeah
1: I'm done for the year. Cause like
0: I was so confident in the Auburn Penn State under. I was so confident in it. Yeah. And then just the defense just kept giving up points. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. The
1: second half was terrible. It was awful.
0: It was rough. It's like, how in the world will we have seen that coming? So um, cool. What are you expecting on Saturday? We both expect Robbie to go out there first. Um, we expect a little bit different personnel changes and, and things like that on offense, which is great, right? I mean, I, I almost don't care if you try something and it doesn't work. You gotta try something to try something. So I'm cool with, with them doing some changes there. What else are you expecting specifically from Auburn on Saturday?
1: Uh, I expect him to give Robbie some easy throws to get him into the flow of the game. He has not really had that chance at this point. So in the second half, he got a whole half of football. We saw what he can do uh, on the only touchdown they scored. It was a quick blitz recognition where he dumped it off to Jarquez. Uh, Jarquez has excellent hands, by the way. Uh, yeah. He caught the ball, made a move, hurtled the guy again. That seems to be his thing versus Penn state is just jumping over people. Sure. Uh, can and, order. uh, Gets the touchdown, Uh, but we saw the amount of times that Auburn crossed the 50 in that that ball game, it would shock you that they only scored 12 points. Insane, right? So what I expect to see is I expect to see a change in philosophy. What Robbie Ashford does is he opens up your run game. He keeps linebackers honest and... At some point, there's going to be a point in the game where he has to complete throws to continue to keep the defense honest. And mm-hmm. what I'm looking for is I'm looking for the offensive coordinator or the head coach at this point. Like, I don't care who – Mickey Mouse is calling plays. I don't care as long as it's giving this kid uh, not good, easy reads. Uh, and when teams start to over-pursue because they're trying to get to the quarterback, the screen game has to be there as well, too, to take advantage of that.
0: What is your confidence level that Auburn wins on Saturday?
1: Um, I marked this as this was my you can't lose game.
0: Before this, the season, you said that?
1: Yeah, before the season I said sure. it repeatedly, and the guys were just like, they didn't even have it on their list. I was like, no, this is the game you can't lose because this is this year's South Carolina, but they're worse. Sure. So if you and, lose and this it's school, at home, and it's at home yeah so if you lose this game you've effectively lowered your floor which is something you can't do in year two you have to raise your floor so uh my confidence level is about 65 percent it would be higher mm-hmm. if we if the defense i felt was forcing turnovers but we're three games into the season man and we have not forced a turnover and that concerns me so uh giving the the offense a short field and giving them some easy drives, is going to be important for the rest of the season. And the offense, it kind of is what it is. They have to make adjustments, but the defense has to step up. They have to play better. They are better than what they're playing uh, now. Now, ask Harston at media days whether we would see more blitzing and less zone, and there's a feeling amongst the team defensively that defensively they're not doing the things that they practice either. So there's something that's happening in game that's causing that change on game day, man. Just turn echo and Derek loose, man. Let those dogs off the leash, man. And let them go get the quarterback. And you know, football is, is easy. Zach, man, you know, hit somebody, move somebody, run to the football. Right. They've got to do that on Saturday.
0: Right. Mike G, how can people find you, hear you, support you, love you, all that stuff?
1: Nah, man, hit on over to YouTube, search us. Uh, we've got film reviews. We've got interviews. Uh, we're dropping something with Robbie Ashford in the morning. So just watch out for all that content. We're all over the place. Also, visit thewarreport.com. We've got tons of great content there as well.
0: Be sure to support our friends over at The War Report, And happy War Report Wednesday. Do all of you, read all my written work at auburndaily.com. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.